downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. 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 Treasonous. Period. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Right, un-American. Welcome back to another episode of Un-American, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonous, where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined today by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm doing fantastic. Good. And Jim? Pretty darn good. Glad to hear that. Um, we are not going to, I'm going to tell you, you don't have to worry about a silver lining this week um, because I want to again adjust. It's early in the <laughs> podcast, right? Like well, Already. Already. Uh, so we talked at the end of the last episode about like what are the classifications that we want to go with, right? Um, and I was thinking to myself that with the... Uh, titles of fraud with the with the stipulations that we put on fraud treasonous and fascist like i was thinking well what if there's somebody who exhibits un-american behavior but that doesn't cross the line of treason and doesn't cross the line of fascist like but isn't a fraud who's in it for themselves like there there has to be another middle one so i'm going to add a new classification to the to the list and we'll just call that person who exhibits those un-American uh, tendencies but doesn't cross those lines as a traitor. Like, a traitor to American ideals, Americanism, like, you know, whatever. Um, Americana, if you will. Um, so He's a traitor. So I want to add traitor to it. And, and I want to then reevaluate the list. Because, like, as we have now, we're four episodes in and we have adjusted twice. I feel like we should go <laughs> back to the beginning um, and, and like, kind of reevaluate the, the characters we have talked about and, and put them on our uh, figurative board. We have a real board. We can put them on the board. Um, Anybody who has listened, who came over from the Devil's Advocate podcast, knows that we have a board. Uh, so, so right now, so you're proposing that we have the original three that we still have, which would be uh, Ted Cruz, Sean Hannity. Well, no, no, I'm talking about uh, oh the original three. Yeah, so we would have fraud still, uh, somebody who's in it for money or for like personal gain. Yeah. Um, and then I would say that you that a traitor would just be somebody who is who goes against what we think of as American ideals, right? Um, but that doesn't totally cross into treason being the next classification, and then like a straight up fascist, fascist. Uh, is like I mean I don't have to that's that's the worst form of un-Americanism, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so. So anyway, um, so let's evaluate then from the top Ted Cruz, Sean Hannity, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and where do we want to to put them? Um, 
I would say, like, let's stick to Ted Cruz. We'll just do them in order. Ted Cruz, do you have arguments for or against? I mean, I've, I feel like he definitely has those, uh, the, 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 he's in it for personal gain. That's 100% accurate. Like, we went through that piece by piece. Yeah, I think because uh, we, we got up to tra- uh, treasonous with Cruz, yeah, right, I at think, least, because think, yeah, he voted. Or would we call him a fascist? Like, somebody who is, because after we added fascist, it was like, man. Ted and after Cruz, he took a little ill-fated trip to Cancun. He incited an insurrection and said he would do it again. Yeah. Right? And then abandoned his state during uh, an emergency. Right. You know, that, I don't know if we should fully label him a fascist. He's definitely Def- yeah. uh, a treasonous though all right 100 percent treasonous barreling okay. towards fascist like with a bullet all right <laughs> somebody said treasonous i mean yeah i guess why not so let's put him in that category uh next up we have sean hannity who is a guy uh who just perpetuates the divide who see just- you know, i'm pretty now i know we just talked about we labeled him as just a fraud we didn't take him any further because it didn't have any real i would i would uh, Put him somewhere between fraud and traitor. Yeah, I think traitor might be a more accurate because I don't think he, he is in just in it for the money, but because he actually impacted policy for four years, yeah. right, pretty heavily. Okay. I would say he rises to at least a traitor. I would agree with you yeah. on that. I would say that we can put him in the traitor category. He's a traitor. Spends most of his days in the fraud section, but <laughs> yeah, crosses over into traitor quite yeah. quite a uh, bit. Marjorie Taylor Greene. We labeled her a fascist, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I haven't listened to it recently, but um, I would leave her there. Leave just, her just because of all the rhetoric she is. All of the hate. Speaks. Every yeah. every bit of hate. And e- I don't even believe, though she quote unquote apologized. Yeah, and I don't believe that like Ted Cruz has some good faith in the early parts of his career where he could say like I'm doing this out of. Um, pride or uh morals or whatever right like the tea party stuff the yeah green eggs and ham yeah. era of of him marjorie taylor green i don't i've never heard anything about her that's not you the worst she, thing ever she came yeah. out of the gate fascist yeah, yeah you can't come from q and really be anything else right if, yeah. like if you're well, that if that's much, where if you're yeah, that that's, bought in if that's where you're starting from i can't i don't want to see where you're going to end up yeah like it, it ted cruz got more Red pilled as the years went right. on. She started red pilled. Although I will say, it seems as like since the like since the fallout and the removal from committees and the like, she hasn't been as loud for the last couple weeks, few weeks. I'd yeah. venture to say she absolutely still believes everything she says. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, I bet she's still dog whistling on well, she, Gab or whatever. I mean, she's only retweeting Matt Gates, so yeah. But uh, she's probably doing enough to keep her base placated but not enough to get her name in the papers anymore right fair enough okay all right okay all right so okay we've got a a fascist well uh with that then we can uh start to get into this um before we get into the show though i do want to take a moment to say if you like the show and you want to support what we're doing you can head over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash unamerican and become a patreon patriot today bonus content is available there as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff we greatly appreciate your support of the show Mm -hmm. now let's get into our first democrat on the list uh i want to take a look today at andrew cuomo i think this is going to be a different i know this is going to be a different kind of episode because so far what we have done is looked at the span of somebody's career and i don't 
I don't want to get into the habit of sticking to that format exclusively, so I picked Andrew Cuomo for a couple of reasons. One, he is very relevant right now with an ongoing investigation. Um, Two, because if you did come over from the Devil's Advocate podcast, you know that the last time that we talked to him, or talked about him, like, we were very much in praise mode because we were talking about COVID. Um, So I think it's good to hold our own side accountable as well, and especially when there is a there there, or it seems to be a there there. Yeah, when new evidence is presented, you must change your opinion. Right. So I want to look at Andrew Cuomo, but what I'm not going to do for this one is I'm not going to uh, do his whole career because it's very long. I want to start at COVID and then... go through what the current scandal is so uh which is the nursing home scandal right yeah um so a little bit uh about andrew cuomo before we get you said he's been active for a while he's been active for a long time how old is he in his Uh, i think he's in his 50s now he's been active since he like i'm assuming his 20 early you know probably his dad was governor prior to him 63 63 could be doing the math yeah he uh, 63. He, he also he was the attorney general before he was the governor. He's ran for, for governor a few times. Yeah. Um, and I'll read a little bit about his I mean, early his brother is on CNN. Right. Right. Yeah. I think. Um, but before we get into Andrew Cuomo, I mean, we're 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 getting into it now. Um, but let's do our Freudian slip. Because remember, any one of these days of reporting, this is a new reporting system. It's imprecise. I wouldn't bet the farm on any one day's numbers. Getting ahead of that bullet. Yeah, he's going to be singing that song for a little while. Um, So before we get into the scandal and into COVID, let's talk a little bit about who is Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Mark Cuomo, born December 6th, 1957. is an American politician, author, lawyer, governor of New York, right? A member of the Democratic Party. He was elected to the same position his father, Mario Cuomo. He's been the governor for a long time. Yeah. what is the term for a governor? It it varies from state to state. I don't. I thought it was six years. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was too. I I don't know off the top of my head. New York's. Um, I know that he was born in Queens in New York. He was born in Queens, New York. <laughs> can, can you tell I'm reading? In Queens, <laughs> yeah. in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cuomo is a graduate of Fordham University and Albany Albany Law School of Union University, New York. He began his career working as the campaign manager for his father, then as an assistant district attorney for New York City before entering private law practice. He founded a housing nonprofit and was appointed chair of New York City Homeless Commission, a position he held from 90 to 93. Cuomo served as assistant secretary of housing and urban development for community planning and development from 1993 to 97. From 97 to 2001, he served as president Bill Clinton's cabinet. He served in Bill Clinton's cabinet as the 11th United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. In in 06, Cuomo was elected as uh, Attorney General of New York. Cuomo won the 2010 gubernatorial election and became Governor of New York and has been re-elected twice after winning the primaries against progressive challengers Zephyr Teachout and Cynthia Nixon. 2014-18. And Zephyr Teachout. Zephyr. I believe, I just looked it up, uh, I believe it is four-year terms, and I don't think there's any um, limit on the amount of times you can run in New York as governor. I think there's no, like, he can just keep 
winning if he wanted to, or if he could. Well, well if he could. I don't know if, if he would now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not now. Maybe yeah. not. I, he has weathered some things before. I don't know if they're we'll see where this goes um i don't know if there's a i think this is going to be a weird episode for us too just because like i think that with like marjorie taylor green hannity cruz even easy to see the bad well and even though we have uh now made three different definitive calls on where they (laughs) fall uh, i don't think cuomo's gonna be that easy because because especially since i'm just focusing on covid like there are I don't think – I don't know. We'll see. We'll have the debate at the end of the episode and see how you guys want to judge him uh, on on this scandal. Um, a little bit more about him real quick. During his governorship, Cuomo oversaw the passage of the 2011 Marriage Equality Act, introducing same-sex marriage in New York, and, in, and the 2014 Compassionate Care Act, legalizing medical marijuana. In response to the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting – In the 2012 Webster shooting, Cuomo signed the New York Safe Act of 2013, the strictest gun control law in the United States. He co-founded the United States Climate Alliance, um, a group of states committed to fighting climate change by following the terms of the Paris Climate Accords. He also delivered Medicaid expansion under the Affordable Care Act, a 2011 tax code that raised taxes for the wealthy and lowered taxes for the middle class. Uh, 12-week 12-week paid family leave along with gradual increase of the state's minimum wage to $15 and pay equity. Cuomo also received national attention for his headline of the 2019 COVID-19, I'm sorry, the 2020 uh, COVID-19 pandemic in New York. Although lauded for his response and efforts and daily briefings, he faces renewed criticism from politicians of both parties after it was discovered that his administration covered up information pertaining to COVID-19 deaths among nursing home residents, which is really going to be the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about today. So... I will just say that I don't want to hear anything from any Republican who was okay with the line about, like, do you remember when they were saying during the beginning of COVID, like, well, some old people are going to have to die. They're going to have to suffer. Yeah. Like, if anybody who supported that line of thinking does not get to talk about Cuomo in a negative light because they've already kind of. de- decided yeah, where they stand. They were just, they were for open herd immunity. Yeah, they were, just they were. Everybody get infected, see you And they were for like, oh yeah, old people are going to die. That's what happens. Right. I don't think that's right, but I do not accept that argument from people that were on that side they of the They were saying that before we even knew for a fact that it was going to be. As a 98% survival rate. Yeah, because they were like they were saying that while also saying, like, oh, it's not going to ba- get that back bad. When, back when, well, no, the leading projections were significantly worse than what we're faced with right now. But right. that that's when they started that line of thinking was just do herd immunity. Like, what was it, Sweden? Could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweden. But Sweden also had, like, horrible, like, there are also really bad numbers because yeah. of that. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. That theory. But... Uh, so, you know, like, but yes, that was the line of thinking at the time. What's going to be, I know it's only been a year, but it, because we've been in pandemic mode for so long and shit has been what we'll call, I guess, the new normal, um, some of this is, like, a lot of this is going to take you back to, like, moments where we were all, as a nation, glued to the TV watching Andrew Cuomo. Well, we couldn't go anywhere else. Really? Well, and we couldn't go anywhere else for news. And I think that that's why it's going to make this a harder uh, character to judge based on this story. Just because um, there's because Cuomo didn't do bad at the beginning. Uh, he 
they were the first state that was hit hard. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, did he do that great, though, or was he just shining because we were dealing with Trump, who refused to accept well, that it was a problem? We will also probably both. We'll also look at a little bit of that in a few minutes. Um, so, like. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong, but he, unless unless new information comes to light again, uh, outside of this nursing home debacle, he did just about everything else right. Yeah, and he was the, he was now granted the uh, New York was the first like epicenter in America, and, and yeah. we were also like really grasping at straws on how what we could even do to handle it. So yeah. it was just right. like any anything that was the leading any opinion. Well, like any the, bit the, lead, of, the leading scientific medical based opinion yeah. is what he was going with, which in his shoes I would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and in New York is the if there's going to be an, a spike in epicenter at the beginning of an outbreak, New York's the most likely place. It's the place where we have the most people jam packed the closest. Right, yeah. you would think New York or L.A. Yeah, um, but even L.A. like there's more space in L.A. than there is New York. Right, like, and to Jim's point, like, what else are you going to do when there's a when there's a worldwide pandemic that is now at your doorstep for the first time, like we're a year into it now, but at this time, like we were all scared shitless. And I think that any bit of leadership, uh, especially at a time where the federal government wasn't providing any was, is why he got high marks because he pulled moves like this early. I'm joined now by governor Andrew Cuomo governor. Good to see you. Um, you have already you had already said even before today that you know this is like a flu on steroids but what does this now declaration of you know state of emergency mean for your state uh good afternoon fred the state of emergency gives us additional flexibility to do things faster purchasing hiring of staff etc uh and for us the challenge is what the challenge is for every state uh, test as many people as you can. Once you find a person who's tested positive, run down that chain, test as many as you can, as quickly as you can, just to get them into a place where they no longer infect other people. Uh, and that's what we're doing. At the same time, Fred, it's important that we don't uh, feed this uh, undue hysteria and fear that is out there, right? If you're infected with the coronavirus, 80% self-resolve, 20% could get ill, uh, and the vulnerable populations are senior citizens, people who have uh, immune systems that are compromised or underlying illnesses. So we have to keep that basic reality uh, uh, in check. Good. Sounds reasonable. Sounds yeah. reasonable. First guy to to declare a state of emergency. Uh, that was on March 7th that that that, that interview happened. Um, and Damn, that was right before we – March 13th, right, was the yeah. – um, was yeah. when shit started when like most people started shutting down yeah um so good like it makes sense why he would have high marks based well, on and man that's exactly what you want to hear from the guy who's in charge when you're faced with a pandemic right like this, as as a person who lived in new york like that would be a calming effect to be like all right well he's yeah. not breaking out they're dealing with it they are taking the necessary he, steps he was being dad cool calm and collected he was being the nation's dad being like hey Calm down. We're going to get through this. And like she even she even goes on to ask him like, hey, lots of people are scared because they don't know what information to trust. Well, this fear and hysteria among some people is really because 
they don't feel like they know enough and maybe they're a little confused about, you know, if they need to be tested, if there are enough tests, etc. You know, there were 21 new coronavirus cases in your state alone today, you know, bringing the total to 76 statewide. That in and of itself is enough to alarm many. So how do you allay the fears? Yeah, I think uh, facts allay the fear here, right? If you understand the facts, you would be calm. If you understand the bottom line, what happens if I get the coronavirus? Right, so good, more dead. Like, now I will say, now he, it's funny to hear him say like, oh, you have 70 something cases and like, that's a, she reaction with like yeah, shock. She said 21 we, in one day. We just like, passed 500,000 dead not too long ago. Right. Like, uh, but you have it, to put your back, your you put yourself be, back in yeah. March of 2020. Yeah, and there is something to be said about calming the population. You don't want to cause a freak out. I do like it, with hindsight, the, it would have been a little better to say like you should be concerned. The but fact not. that the numbers were only 21 for that day is the whole reason why on March 7th, I was cool, calm, and collective. Like, yeah, every, everything else was still going on. All the sports teams were still playing, and, and then six days later, I'm in full like. Okay, we gotta go to the grocery store and get three weeks worth of food. <laughs> I feel like so I, was, I, I, I was of the three of us. I feel well, like I was the the earliest to panic. Oh, yeah, you were the whole yeah. the whole time. I was just making jokes about it. Like, yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll you, all meet at the Winchester, like, grab a pint, and wait for it to blow over. Yeah, <laughs> but guys, do you see what the federal government is doing right now? Like, they're pretending it's not real. That means we're fucked. <laughs> like we're actually yeah. fucked. And especially for uh, for Cuomo, this is a time when <clears throat> this is a little before we would realize Trump wasn't going to do anything. He wasn't going to do right. a, a mask mandate nationally. He wasn't going to do a, sh uh, a quarantine nationally. He's going to leave it up to governors. So it's nice to see a governor who kind of already realizes that. Like after four years of Trump, like look, we can't rely on him. Right. We have to handle our own shit. Yeah. Um, and I think Cuomo in the early going did a good job uh, 13 days after that interview um we got this and he was the first one he was the first governor in the nation which granted because of the numbers um but he was the first one to take lockdown seriously and make it uh, put it on the uh, on the plate in america like this this is what could be coming for all of us the number one opportunity to make a difference here is to flatten the curve, flatten the increase in the number of cases, as we've talked about. Uh, flatten the increase of the number of cases coming into the hospital system. And the best way to do that is by reducing density. Uh, density control, density control valve, right? And that's what we have been doing all along. And uh, we're going to take it to the ultimate step, which is we're going to close the valve, all right? Because the rate of increase in the number of cases uh, portends a total overwhelming of our hospital system. Uh, so we're going to put out an executive order today, New York State on pause, policies that assure uniform safety for everyone it makes sense to me why he was uh getting high marks early on especially if you consider that at the time that shit started getting real in uh this is that that was march 20th 
it, at the time that like all of this is going on in New York and like the numbers are starting to increase literally from like the single digit numbers to wherever we see ourselves now in 2021, um, this was happening January 30th to March 31st at the Capitol. We have it totally under control. We think we have it very well under control. We pretty much shut it down. A lot of people think that goes away in April. With the heat, we're in very good shape. I think it's going to work out fine. Very well under control in our country. I think that's a problem that's going to go away. Because of all we've done, the risk to the American people remains very low. I mean, view this the same as the flu. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. We are working on cures, and we're getting some very good results. We only have 15 people, and they're getting better. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. If you're healthy, probably uh, go through a process and, and you'll be fine. You take a, a solid flu vaccine, you don't think that would have an impact or much of an impact on corona? No. Some of them go to work, but they get better. It'll go away. We're doing very well and we've done a fantastic job. It will go away. Just stay calm. We have seen dramatically fewer cases of the virus in the United States that are now present in Europe. It's going to go away. 1.4 million tests on board next week, and 5 million within a month. I doubt we'll need anywhere near that. It's something that we have uh, tremendous control of, and I think we're going to win faster than people think, I hope. Parts of our country are very lightly affected. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu, but you're going to lose more people by putting a country into a massive recession or depression they have to go back to work i think it's going to happen pretty quickly you get you get the point i don't need to play all the way to the 31st of march uh we remember we remember <laughs> this is this is what this is what we're comparing cuomo's daily briefings to so it's not hard to think that like wow this guy is in comparison handling this like a fucking champion um he's acknowledging that it's real yeah he is. The aligned think think of this like the flu. Like no, the flu didn't kill five hundred thousand people in a year. The whole passive. Like, the one thing that sucks because this is in audio format is like you can't see that compilation, so you can't see that at the point where he asks like, "So you don't think a flu vaccine would work?" And there's that like he's sitting with his arms crossed, like condescendingly asking the like, question. Nobody like tell me no. Nobody briefed him that the. Two very different viruses. <laughs> yeah, right. They, they did. He just doesn't. He he wouldn't listen. No, or he just like they're not. He, he he's he, a mistrust of like, experts. It's like if somebody has a staph infection, you don't give them treatment for strep. They're right. Two very different bacteria. Yeah. Um. And then the so you know I, I don't know it, it it was nice at the time. Uh, and and I still think that like that as I, far I don't as, even think we were wrong at the time for thinking that like I, Cuomo is what we needed or that he was hitting it out of the park because he was yeah because no one else had that I mean besides Fauci no one else was a, on a national level keeping the temperature like t keeping our pulse down as a nation right like Cuomo was yeah absolutely regardless of what you think of him like I mean he was doing that for he, millions well, of people he was the guy that I mean he was the guy I was watching every day because I was like well if anybody's gonna tell me shit it's gonna be him like he's gonna listen to the scientists that are telling him shit and then he's going to say it on camera yeah. and thank god and, because we don't have a federal government right now Fauci had this uh tightrope to walk right he, he couldn't piss off Trump enough to get fired 
Right. Or, you know, to really go against them. But he had to be truthful. Yeah. So we kind of had to sugarcoat a lot of stuff. Right. Whereas Cuomo, Cuomo had no fucking qualms about, like, calling out Trump or saying no. that he's lying. And like, that's actually, like, you lead me to the next I clip. Am fucking you, good. You're on fire. <laughs> you're on fire right now because I. You remember then the Cuomo Trump beef. And it started because. Cuomo was doing a, a I, I will just say before the real reason the, I mean the true reason is to start it is because someone else is getting TV time oh yeah and definitely. Trump didn't like that yeah definitely but but the White House is uh, the White House took a pro, took an issue with uh, Cuomo in in their like the way that they would spin it is complaining about um, the federal response but i i mean it's hard for me to argue that cuomo wasn't just saying what cuomo needed to say what was the truth at the time been very aggressive here but in all this time we've only done five hundred thousand tests now that's a large number of tests yes but this is over one month period and even five hundred thousand tests uh, you're talking about a state with 19 million people, right? So you get a sense of the, the scale of what we have to do here. We cannot do it without federal support. And I've been saying this for days. Uh, if you have a state that has a lower need, yes, they may be able to do it. But when you have a state that has to do a large number of these tests. I'm telling you, we can't do it without federal support. So, you know, I mean, to me, listening to the clip, like, you remember that at the time, Trump was saying, was tweeting and shit. Remember when he could do that? Uh, he was <laughs> he was fucking us back to simpler days. Yeah, he was. They were not they simpler. Were, yeah, <laughs> they were definitely yeah. not. Twitter is a happier place now. Um, but they... He was tweeting that about the Dem cities, how the Dem cities were trying to say, and a lot of that was because people were talking about stimulus, and it became a thing where it was easy. To, or also, it, it was the political move. Show me on a map which which cities are not Dem cities. Yeah, right. <laughs> no shit. Like they're all Dem cities. Like, As someone who drives through St. Louis a fair amount, I see a lot of Trump stickers. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not like, saying that a lot of people that live in the counties work downtown yeah. yeah and some of the most liberal people i know live out in the fucking country it's not that simple anymore um but trump was so upset about that that he started tweeting at andrew cuomo in the middle of a press conference and i also wanted to get your uh response it looks like the president is also watching this press conference he tweeted 13 minutes ago quote governor cuomo should spend more time doing and less time complaining Get out there and get the job done. Stop talking. We built you thousands of hospital beds that you didn't need or use. Gave large numbers of ventilators that he you didn't We all know how he tweets. He didn't give him ventilators, though. No. It goes on a little bit more. So wondering if you could respond to that. And then also the question Good. about the overwhelmed ICU. Good. Let's <laughs> respond to the uh, president. Uh, That's the Queens. First of all, if he's sitting home watching TV, maybe he should get up and go to work, right? Second, the, uh, let's keep emotion and politics out of this and personal ego, if we can. He shrugged his shoulders when he did that, too. It's about our job, uh, and let's try to focus on that. I have said repeatedly that uh, when we were fighting for the uh, 
additional capacity for a hospital system, that the president moved very quickly, and I applauded him for it, and he brought the Army Corps of Engineers, and he brought them up to build the Javits Center capacity, 2,500 beds. He's wrong that it hasn't been used. About 800 people have gone through Javits. Uh, to dismiss 800 people is uh, disrespectful. Uh, but we didn't use 2,500 beds because we didn't reach the capacity. There's a reason that I put the tw- the Trump Cuomo beef into this. Um, obviously, it's part of the timeline, but I think it's important because of later uh, when we get we're about to start getting into the the scandal. Um, and we'll probably jump through, like, go in order, and then we'll start jumping back. Um, right. But, the, but presumably the scandal is happening when this was while this is going. He on. knows in his head, yes, that there's uh, problems from, from the start of the crisis in New York is when the scandal right. was going on. I mean, the whole time you're dealing with the numbers, yeah. you know what the true yeah, numbers are, and well, then you're them. It, yeah, it's early on, like when all of that in fact. Well, I'll make the point in a couple of minutes. Um, the point, though, about the Trump Cuomo beef is that there's a reason given later. I just, I just want to point out the importance. I think of having, of being the first epicenter in a pandemic in the country, trying to fucking figure out how you're going to do this in a city of nine or in a state of nine million people, and and at the same time having the federal government tweet at you while you're on TV and call you a piece of shit, pretty much. Yeah, tell you to do your job, even First though that's all, what you're, you're well, doing right at the while current the second. Because that's in his job description. Well, and while the guy who is tweeting is the one not doing his job. Yeah. Um, I think there was a missed opportunity from Cuomo. And maybe it's just me wanting to, like, the, seeing the movie version of this that's going to happen. That's something we're not we're probably not going to see a lot more of, or at least not in the near future, of a president live tweeting at a governor while he's giving you know like or Biden's like, not going to do that. No, you know there was the other uh, when the election was going on, the Trump called one of the ele- the yeah, one of the, the governors and he just like looked at his phone and put it away. Yeah. Biden, <laughs> like, Biden um, only does what is but, necessary. Yeah, I like, wish he's not going to have fifteen pressers in a week no. or anything yeah. like that. But I like, wish Cuomo would have taken the opportunity to address Trump, to turn to the camera, and be like, all right. So you're watching. Get up and do your job. Yeah. Like I did use the beds. We used this much, and we didn't. You know, like I wish right. you would have done that instead of the reporters. Like, so I I just think like I think it's a good thing to remember as we go through this uh, that like all of this is happening at the same time. The the beef and like the, the first of all the lack of federal response, the attack from the federal government on New York, and like so all of that just. I know it wasn't that long ago, but because of how crazy the Trump years were, it, it was easy for me to even forget a lot of this shit um, until I started going back through it. So now that we have kept, we're keeping all of that in mind. Uh, the beef is happening publicly. The federal government is tweeting at the the governor. He's attacking the state um, at the same time that Cuomo is trying to do his job, at least on the public platform um stories start to surface and he gets a little bit of controversy over a uh, march 25th order from the new york department of health uh that ordered nursing home residents who had previously tested positive for uh covid19 
or who were testing positive um, to go in to go back into uh, nursing homes. And, and so that story started circulating locally first before it became a national story. New York is a hotbed for COVID-19. Right now, senior care facilities are preparing for possible outbreaks. But what about when a nursing home resident leaves the hospital and goes back home to their nursing home? NBC5's Tom Garris has that story tonight from Ticonderoga. As Christina Kulapin and her husband visit her mom at a nursing home, she wonders about the what ifs with coronavirus. I'm concerned for her. I'm concerned at the possibility that they'll bring COVID positive patients into the nursing home. The facility, Elderwood in Ticonderoga, has no reported cases of the disease, but Kulapin's concern comes on the heels of an order from the New York Department of Health that no resident shall be denied entry to a nursing home solely based on a confirmed or suspected COVID-19 diagnosis. It also forbids nursing homes from requiring a hospitalized person be tested before being entered or re-entered. For places like Elderwood, Kulapin wonders if that puts her mom and others at risk. Well, I think there's great concern on the part of the nursing homes in general not just Elderwood, I'm sure. The state's move has drawn criticism from a branch of the American Healthcare Association, which says the move will likely cause more hospitalizations. Elderwood sent this letter to families, assuring them of a plan to isolate residents who become COVID-19 positive, even a separate unit to care for people. Addressing the concerns via email, an Elderwood spokesperson writes, quote, while it seems counterintuitive to admit a resident who is COVID-19 positive, it's actually much safer. In knowing we will be receiving a COVID-19 resident, we can do so in a very process-driven, deliberate manner with full infection control protocols in place. Okay, so I have that. You guys have a copy of that sitting there, too. Um, that memo or whatever directive from the New York Department of Health um, on March 25th, 2020. COVID-19 has been detected in multiple communities throughout New York State. There is, an there is an urgent need to expand hospital capacity in New York State to be able to meet the demand for patients with COVID-19 requiring acute care. As a, as a result, this directive is being issued to clarify expectations for nursing homes, uh, receiving residents returning from hospitalization, and for NHS accepting new admissions. Hospital discharge Hospital discharge planning staff and NHS should carefully review this guidance with all staff directly involved in resident admission, transfer, and discharges. During this global health emergency, all NHS must comply with the expedited receipt of residents returning from hospitals to NHS. Returning from hospitals to NHS. Uh, residents are deemed appropriate for return to an NH to a nursing home upon determination by hospital or physician or designee that the resident is medically stable to return. Hospital discharge planners must confirm to the NH by telephone that the resident is medically stable for discharge. Comp comprehensive discharge instructions must, pro must be provided by the hospital prior to the transport of a resident to the nursing home. No resident shall be denied readmission or admission to the NH solely based solely based on a confirmed or suspected diagnosis of COVID-19. That's an underlined sentence in this memo. I think I do think that that's important to point out. NHS are provided or prohibited from requiring a hospitalized resident who is determined medically stable to be tested for COVID-19 prior to admission or readmission. 
Man. There, there's another paragraph so, that... And he signed off on this? Mm-hmm. Critical personal so, protective PPE needs to... Needs to... Needs should be immediately communicated to your local office. So, yeah. You got to think that's just a huge blunder, right? Why? Like, yeah, why would you prohibit them from doing the safe thing i think the idea like now this is totally me just speculating me trying to put myself in the in the place that he has been at through what we've listened to so far but the hospitals are afraid of running out of capacity right i get that if you don't if a resident lives in a nursing home facility if the hospital can't keep them can't house them where do they go like where do they go now at this point you have to remember this is march 25th because later there are there are places to go like there are like they did end up going on which we'll get into in a bit in a bit about uh to do like covid only facilities and shit like that that should have been done first yeah it should have yeah so it's a huge blunder to do in the middle of Right, decent and this, leadership. And this Department of Otherwise. Health, this Department of Health uh, release or memo or whatever the hell it is, like it kind of underscores the fact they any criticism they're getting now is justified, regardless of him being the calming voice of yeah COVID or fair. whatever or whatever good he did. Like yeah, this was an objectively bad decision, or it should and, yeah. and maybe maybe there was no better choice at the time. Maybe there and, wasn't, and it, but I don't know a hundred percent. But it seems to me like there should have been. Or at least, you, yeah. Or you should have you should have realized that this was going to cause a massive problem in the death of elderly people. You know, it should have been. You know. Here's the thing: the same, the the same. I I would. It, it's it's um it's a motive, right? Because then later on, when people claim a cover up, it's like, well, yeah, because you knew what was going to happen. You said as much in your release. Well, and if you and don't, you decided to count you, hospital deaths as non. If you don't put the release out and make it a government directive. That like, hey, you can't deny them. Yeah. Then the burden isn't then on the state anymore. It's on either the hospital or the nursing home or like whatever. Yeah. But at this, to be fair, again, everybody's looking for guidance at this point. I'm just saying, like, this was a fuck up. This was the wrong guidance. This was the wrong thing to do. It's fair to criticize or, him. I mean, there's for I'm sure. That. Or if there would have been a better better system in place of like, okay, you can't deny them reentry. But you can quarantine them, or you can, or you have to quarantine. But them. the problem is, ha- like retirement nursing, centers are not made. Nursing homes are notorious for overcrowding. For, well, overcrowding and just poor management. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like the system, it's not set up. It's set up to make money. You know, every every retirement center is a money making well, endeavor. And the more affordable you get, the less quality of care you, you exactly get. right. Um. Yeah, so it doesn't look good then when in early April he is giving nursing home guidance after having released this, after having been part of the decision uh, that that caused people going like, back in. At this point, you know, schools were shut down. They all have gymnasiums. You really, and even if you just turn a classroom into a temporary, like, bed space for two patients that have both had or have both had positive tests but are currently stable like you can put them there which I mean, you also it, at that point is, is had that a, similar to what they did later 
Uh, yeah, it's got to be similar to what they did later. Yeah, and he he'll go on in a later clip to talk about how like they never totally ran out of bed space in the hospital, which then makes this look way worse because you're like, yeah. well, why were they being discharged from the hospital if in they weren't stable? Of, well, they didn't like, happen. Yeah. So that is definitely where you could make a case for like political gamesmanship. Yeah. trying to like trying to keep you from hitting that critical mass point. Right. Be, like I guarantee you he was looking at Italy and being like I don't want to be that. Yeah. because that, that will mar my record. Well, and I would say too that it would even be it would be more fair to look at that and be like I don't want to be that because I don't want that. Well, I don't want yeah. people in the street. But this like, is where the case right. is being made. Right. Um so in early April he gives a in one of his pr- press conferences he starts going over the new um the this the new guidelines the new guidelines like so what this was this was about a week week and a half probably like two weeks maybe at the tops okay maybe two and a half so like it's not a huge fuck up but it is a fuck up like it is it's a bad at that point the damage is already done because overcrowding nursing homes plus being elderly and how quickly it's spread you're spreading it yeah um but not only that but they're most of them are on oxygen, which aerosolizes everything that is coming mm. out of your body. Right. And anybody with a respiratory illness or infection or weakness is already susceptible. Yeah. This is the first time that, uh, well, it, again, it's not the first time, but this is this is him addressing nursing homes after this story has started to pop up. Uh, that like, And after the directive has been get, given and there's controversy about it. The total... Losses, total number of deaths, number. The CDC uh, changed guidelines on how they want information reported. They want deaths, so, and then another category of probable deaths, uh, which is a, a new category that's done by the local Department of Health or the uh, coroner. Uh, so. We're going to rationalize those new reporting requirements with local governments and uh, get that information out as soon as we can. We're also, uh, since we have a little bit of a period to take a breath, uh, we're going to contact nursing homes and facilities to find out if there were other people who passed from COVID who were not necessarily in a hospital or in a nursing home because there is a sense that there may be additional people who have passed away and they weren't included in the count because they weren't in a hospital, they weren't in a nursing home. So we'll be going through that. Now I want to ask you about this because like when I pulled that clip from his one of his briefings, to me it sounds like it could be one of two things. It could be him already like knowing that shit's fucked up like that people are dying and it could be him blaming the CDC guidance that like, Oh, we don't have the numbers right now because they're changing like whatever. There could be a cover up going on. It could also be honest. It could be that the CDC was changing guidelines a lot early on. And like, you know, maybe like, because I, I don't think that we can say that the, that the cover up for what goes on, like the in the nursing homes later is 
that we can establish that it's happening yet? It it might be. Um, we know that he just blundered a couple of weeks ago um, and, and yeah. signed that directive that like, all right, well, you've just fucked the whole game because you've now you've introduced COVID into co in, into nursing homes. Yeah, You're about to get see a big spike in deaths. So that, I, that particular would, presser doesn't sound like he's trying to cover up. It sounds like he's just dodging questions. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. Like, yeah. He, it sounds a lot different than his. So that, uh, that's his, that's the uh, snowball that'll turn into a giant avalanche right so he goes on with the guidance Uh, one of our top priorities is protecting people in nursing homes and seniors this is where this virus uh feeds it's where this virus started uh, when it started in the state of Washington. Way to cast blame on we the fucking West Coast. Many does that. safety measures, many of which have been uh, difficult to implement, but we did for health reasons. Restricting visitation, except for end-of-life visits. Uh, this is a tough policy, and uh, I had serious qualms about it, to tell you the truth. Uh, but the uh, health officials were right yes you want visitation no you don't want to walk a virus into a nursing home that could kill the person you're going to visit so this is after this is a couple weeks after the the directive when it's become very unpopular that that happened and like now the guidance is changing and that's when you'll remember in the spring uh, i remember because stacy was working with residents at the time um in a nursing home facility and there was a point where everything just got locked down and it was there's there's no visitors there's no anything like everybody's being screened staff walking in and out of the place um and so like now this is happening in new york shortly after you know two should have been policy from day one it should have yeah um they should have they should have not that that is that is a reasonable criticism of him, even in a time where he is still playing the calming calming role. Like you don't you don't get a pass on the like huge fuck up. And like yeah. one thing that he is good at doing, all politicians are good at doing, is just like talking over to where like the point gets changed a hundred times while mm-hmm. he's explaining it away. Um, See if you get what you end up forgetting what the question was. Yeah, he, they, we get a little of. A little of that here when he starts going through the numbers. Uh, This is a national problem, right? Uh, Nursing homes uh, generally all across the country have seen the COVID virus take a high toll. New York has one of the highest populations of nursing home residents of any state in the country, over 100,000 residents. Uh, But... New York's percentage of deaths in nursing homes is the 34th highest of any state. So if you look at the states and the percentages of people who died in nursing homes as a percentage of that death, uh, New York is number 34. Uh, So none of this is good news, but just to give you a context of what people are looking at. Well, just to give you a context, <laughs> in hindsight, yeah. Uh, um, now, it's, now it's depending, real. like, because if you take the view that he <laughs> knew what was happening and they were covering it up, like some uh, of his 
some Democratic people who are working with him are alleging. Yeah. That is 100% him. Ca- it, it's him. Dodging blame and, be, and like, yeah. using the juked stats to, uh, like, to, to be like, oh, look how great we're doing yeah, with Yeah, we're doing with awesome. And it does sort of feel, maybe it's just the ego of any politician, um, but it does feel like he starts to do that. Like, because we liked him so much, that celebrity a, a little bit went to his head. And so, to me... I don't know. We'll see. I'm willing to wait and see like what comes out of the entire investigation and whatever. But listening to it, listening to that specific clip uh, makes me go, yeah, man, if that like this is not going to fucking play well, if it turns out that you were just like if purposely if deflating just as many old people died in your state, but they weren't recorded as like because they died in a hospital instead of the place they lived, which was a retirement home. Right. Then it, it's meaningless because you still like the deaths were still there. Right. The, yeah. It, we'll see that that's a bad clip. If, uh, if it turns out that like, yeah, dudes just purposely, if the whistleblower accounts are true. Yeah. yeah. That, that is damning. So he goes on with more guidance. This virus, uh, uses nursing homes. They are ground zero. They're the vulnerable population in the vulnerable location, right? It's a congregation of vulnerable people. Is he spitting bars? Today we're taking additional steps to protect seniors in nursing homes. Uh, First, I want people to understand how a nursing home operates vis-a-vis the state. The most vulnerable population deserves the highest level of care, right? So the rule is very simple. If a nursing home cannot provide care for a person and provide the appropriate level of care for any reason, they must transfer the person out of the facility. If they can't find another facility, they call the State Department of Health. So what does this mean? If they don't have enough staff, if they don't have enough PPE, if their facility doesn't allow for isolation or quarantine, whatever it is, if they cannot provide the proper care, they must, they must transfer the resident, period. Uh, If they have a COVID positive person and they can't treat a COVID positive person, they must transfer the person who called the State Department of Health and the State Department of Health uh, will uh, transfer that person. Okay, so I think that this is an interesting clip as well because he – okay, so if it, if it is true that they're purposely deflating the numbers by, oh, if it doesn't happen in a nursing home, then it's not a nursing home death, and now he is telling nursing homes that, like – you have to provide these types of cares, or you have to call us and get that person out yeah, of there. Yeah, that immediately pushes them out and into a hospital. Yeah. Like, so that, like, oh, wait, what was he saying back then? You know, like, because. If you were investigating it, that gives him motive, or they, that's cause, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a little bit. Really, I mean, it seems that way. If you're, if the allegations are true, then yeah, like, telling the nursing home facilities that. This is such a weird, like, stunt. I don't know what to make of him. It's an odd political stunt because, like, they they picked nursing homes to be the number they were trying to be better than everybody else at. And it just... 
or at least like uh, or at least use the the fake numbers to like shield themselves from criticism. Right. right. Yeah. And, and it's hard not to like realize that they must have known they were those were numbers were fake. Like there's no way they couldn't, right? Because even if they didn't in the maliciously, same, in the same someone way. would have told them like, "Hey, you know, just as many old people are dying, they're just all counted as hospital it, it, deaths." It was like right. the one set of numbers that they could fudge with this tactic, so they just went with it. I, I mean, maybe the yeah. thought that, like, hey, Trump is doing so much, like, it will get away with it. The news isn't covering us. Or maybe, you know, the, it might with, be that. Or they, maybe, I don't know. I'm having trouble making sense of it. Or maybe it was that the federal government, that Trump was attacking them so much that they were worried about, like, they, remember, there yeah. are stimulus bills and shit that are being talked about at the same time. Like, you're talking about how much money is going to go to each state for, like, funding and shit and tests and, like, whatever. We also have to keep in mind Trump was threatening to withhold aid from Democratic states. Right. I'm not saying that that Cuomo and the and they were they were dealing with a lot of shit. Maybe he might be the governor that was dealing with the most. You still don't that, get a pass on making no. fucked up decisions. No, and not this, at all. Actually, I mean, it's important that you don't fuck up at all. Especially when because, you don't own up to it afterwards. Right. Yeah. yeah, and when you try to make money off of it afterwards, too. Hospitals going forward cannot discharge a patient to a nursing home unless the patient tests negative for COVID-19. So we're just not going to send a person who is positive uh, to a nursing home after a hospital visit, period. We also set up COVID-only facilities. So we have available COVID-only facilities that this could accept nursing home residents. What was the original order? Uh, we're not reducing the number of hospital beds that we have available. We've always had more hospital beds available than we've used, always. There has not been a day that we didn't have more beds available than we've used. So if a nursing home cannot take care of, of a person, we have facilities that can. Uh, and I understand uh, the nursing home's perspective. But if they cannot provide the appropriate care, they have to call the Department of Health and let's get that resident into an appropriate facility. If there's any issue, the resident must be referred to the Department of Health, which will find alternative care. If a nursing home operator does not follow these procedures, they will lose their license. Well, that's harsh. No, harsh is having a nursing home resident who doesn't get the appropriate care. That's what's harsh. Having someone's parent or mother or brother in a situation where they're in a facility, they can't even get a visitor, they're isolated, they feel alone, and they're not getting the appropriate care. That is what is harsh. And if that's what happens, then that facility operator should lose their license. So there's two ways to look at this. If he's not if it if there's no cover up and it's bullshit and the investigation turns out to 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 determine that that it's bullshit then this could be just an honest moment where he is not wrong that if like a nursing home facility can't take care of someone then we should then it they should go somewhere else but if there is a cover up and if he is now he's forcing now now he is telling nursing home uh 
administrators that like we will pull your fucking license if you don't move people out and if that's for lowering the numbers that's fucked up like not saying that that's 100% what it's for just saying that it's like that's a damning clip if the investigation turns out that like that they're not lying that he was that he was like deflating the numbers um it's hard not to think that there's something behind that story i I know you have to, we have to say allegedly, and we're still waiting, but... Yeah, it, we do. Like, for now, we do, yeah. if we're being fair. Um, but, yeah, it, it's... I don't know. It, it doesn't look good. Um, it it looks even less good when he his brother has a primetime show. I was just about to ask show. about how CNN is handling this. Yeah, uh, his brother has... Uh, I have two answers for you on that. But the first one is, in, is with his brother, who is in primetime... Uh, evening is a primetime evening host um, and had Cuomo on in late May. I think it was the 20th around there. Um, And like, this is a moment that he's being heavily criticized for now. And CNN is being criticized for now. uh, You can judge for yourself being interviewed by your brother. You had video come out before we go to break where you wanted to encourage people to get tested. And some people are afraid it's going to hurt. So you had video of it that I want to show the audience of you actually getting tested. Um, Here it is. There's you. You were kind of funny. And they were testing you. Um, Now, a few questions about this process. First of all, is it true that when you were having the test administered, you inhaled and the doctor's finger went all the way up your nose and got stuck and had to be released with a tool? Is that true? What? Just to to deal with the record. That humor? Yeah. She wanted to comment that I have a little button nose Mm. and she was afraid that the swab would actually hurt because it it extended my uh, nasal cavity. The proboscis issue. She was speaking about the delicacy of the nose. nose. And that's what, you know what, I understand. This is the normal swab I'm holding up here now for everybody at home. A very valuable object. There's only one company in the entire country that makes these up in Maine. All right, here's the swab. Is it true that this was the swab that the nurse was actually using on you and that at first it went into your nose and disappeared so that in scale, this was the actual swab that was being used to fit up that double barrel shotgun that you have mounted on the front of your pretty face. I realize that this is an audio medium. Can but I take a guess what he did? Did he pull out a comically large swab? He pulled out a comically. Have you ever seen American Gladiators? <laughs> like <laughs> it was the rid- pugil poles. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. And like it is, it is kind of a that shitty. Is, mo- I'm not this saying this is that- also why the one of the reasons I don't listen to CNN because that is like first of all, I refuse to believe these two are brothers. I have a brother. You can no, never. You, you can look joke. at them and see that they're okay. brothers. I, they, they didn't. I, did they grow up together? I believe it's hard so. to believe that they're close if that's the way they joke with one another. I, I mean, it's so stilted and forced. Here's the thing. I remember. Ugh. I remember seeing it live, and then I watched it again to pull that. And what for me, what makes it the what makes it bad? Obviously, like there's other shit going on. There's like there's actual like bad decisions that have been made and then uh and then a reversal on those bad decisions and like whatever um and so and so his brother chris cuomo isn't really doing shit to 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 say anything about that obviously right what 
I don't have a problem with the little, like, oh, we're trying to appeal to, like, moms, to, like, middle-aged moms or whatever. Like, we're going to have a jokey brother moment on, like, that's that's fine. The problem, though, that I have uh, is that it goes on for, like, ten minutes. And then, like, there's a commercial break, and then he comes back, and it's the same... Like, like it's supposed to be news. Yeah, and like the first joke didn't land. I would just call an audible and be like, "I'm gonna not pick up the swab. We're just gonna leave it behind the desk." Did, <laughs> yeah. And uh, did her finger get stuck in your nose? Right. Oh, like it, at it first, I couldn't even tell because, like, you know how sometimes people don't know how to deliver jokes. He's one of Chris is one of those <laughs> yeah, people. Whereas, like, man, with with a joke, you're supposed to like deliver it with some oomph. Right. Right. You delivered it so boringly. I'm like, did you actually wait? It's Are like, you actually asking? What yeah. the, now? Now I said to you that like you asked how did C, how was CNN handling this? Um, so his brother was bullshitting about it, but there is a charge from the conservative media and the conservative like tweet bots, whatever uh, that the that the 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 left completely covered up this scandal and like whatever um also on cnn jake tapper in july was uh was doing a very different story than his not co-host but his co-worker new york's democratic governor andrew cuomo seems to be on something of a victory tour congratulating the state and himself for defeating the virus even selling this poster which shows his state getting over the mountain by bringing down the curve during the 111 days of hell as the governor put it the poster includes references to his daughters and a boyfriend little inside jokes there are no illustrations however of the more than 32,000 dead new yorkers the highest death toll by far of any state no rendering on that poster of criticism that governor cuomo ignored warnings no depiction of the study that he could have saved thousands of lives had he and Mayor de Blasio acted sooner. No painting there on the poster of his since rescinded order that nursing homes take all infected patients in. Here's what Governor Cuomo had to say yesterday. What we went through and what we did was historic because we did tame the beast. We did turn the corner. We did plateau that mountain. And then we came down the other side. And they will be talking about what we did for decades to come. So, I mean, while Chris Cuomo's fucking around with his brother and doing, like, nose swab jokes, Saturday Night Live humor, uh, CNN wasn't totally just covering this up. Like, Jake Tapper was on his show saying, like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, why are you, like, doing a victory lap and shit? Uh when like man there's a lot of criticism and we're not out of the woods we're not and to this day we're still not out of the covid woods let alone back then you are really really on fire tonight we're not out of the woods here to discuss this and more is cnn chief medical correspondent dr sanjay gupta and sanjay look i know a lot of new yorkers are happy that the infection numbers are down and you know we all hope that they stay down but let's be clear this is revisionism and a lot of the crowing and Governor Cuomo going on late night is, is offending a lot of New Yorkers, given the fact that this is the highest death toll of any state, more than 32,000 dead. The next closest right. is New Jersey with 17,000. Are people going to be talking about what Governor Cuomo did for decades to come in the way he hopes? 
Uh, I, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't think so, Jake. I mean, I think we're very early days in this. You know, we're looking at the first few pages of, of the history books, and I think there's a lot more to be written. I'm a little surprised uh, by that poster, I got to tell you, because, you know, I think if anything, this, what this virus has taught us is that we need to have a significant amount of humility. This virus surprises us over and over again. There's no place in the country that's not vulnerable. And I think we should have learned, I think we have learned, that victory laps are, are not the thing to be doing because we're, we're not through this by a long shot, sad to say, even in New York. I think there's two ways of sort of looking at this. You know, on one hand, the house was on fire and uh, Governor Cuomo helped put the fire out. But I think there's also, you know, we heard from a lot of uh, our, our medical contributors today, infectious disease specialists who say, look, I mean, part of the legacy, part of the story will be that did New York act too slowly as well initially? The house went on fire. Why did it need to go on fire? So good on CNN for for calling out the 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 hypocrisy well and the gloating like yeah it was one thing back in march february january when you were coming out and like doing your thing and it was innocent like we liked you because you were innocent don't do the fucking rudy giuliani thing where like that gets to your head and now you're a fucking superhero like don't just don't do that because like what you did do good even though the problem even with the march 25th directive is that like in that follow-up press conference, instead of just kind of like ignoring it and brushing it away and talking about the new guidance, he should have been like, "Yeah, we made a mistake. This w-, because we wouldn't be talking about this as a cover-up now. Now, right? If we, if from the get-go, you just go, ah, well, do what was I supposed to do? It's a pandemic. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like to me, this is why I thought it was the best. I realized a couple of weeks later, like it's not." And so that's why we're changing it. Boom, done. We're not, this isn't an episode. We're not debating. Right. It, is this you, an un-American move? You could have done you know? that so early, considering you were doing daily fucking right. updates for the longest time. But I think that the, the, uh, Tapper and Gupta make good points that, yeah. like, hey, dude, come back to reality. Don't sell fucking posters. Like, you're not Don't write the a fucking guy. book. You know? Yeah. Don't. He did put out a book. Uh, called American Crisis, and I just want to read... I, I do want to point out that's also the name of a Thomas Paine pamphlet years ago. He stole that title. <laughs> he stole that title. Yeah. Um, he uh, To make it worse. I did think that part of the um, description of the book from the publisher... I mean, you can decide if it plays well uh, in 2021 while we're talking about a potential scandal. I have have an idea that it's not going to. I have an idea that it's not going to uh, as well, but I've already read it. So um, here's here's an excerpt from it. When COVID-19 besieged the United States, New York State emerged as the global ground zero for deadly contagion. Uh, that threatened the lives of the livelihoods of millions. Quickly, Governor Andrew Cuomo provided the leadership to address the threat, <laughs> becoming the standard bearer of the organized response the country desperately needed. With infection Ooh. rates spiking and more people dying every day, the systems and function necessary to combat the pandemic in New York and America did not exist. So Cuomo undertook the impossible. He unified people to rise to the challenge and was relentless in his pursuit of scientific facts and data he quelled fear while implementing an extraordinary plan for flattening the curve of the infection 
He and his team worked day and night to protect the people of New York, despite roadblocks presented by a president incapable of leadership and addicted to transactional <laughs> politics. Dude. Now, okay. The thing is if that, someone that... wrote a book about Cuomo and that was the description, that's fine. Cuomo cannot write a book about himself <laughs> that that is the description to. True. Very true. I'll, I'll back that up. Yeah. Like, that's that, fair point. The, the fucking narcissism. God damn, this head must be huge. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just uh, when, I do you know. know when that book was released by chance? Do you remember? I don't remember. I know that I've got I pulled an uh, interview that he did in October of 2020, um, where he is being interviewed about it. So probably around there, like okay. so August, September, so October, somewhere is, in there. He he released a book claiming that he kicked COVID's ass. About halfway six months into COVID, yeah, halfway to, is about six from where ago. we are now, yeah, yes, and we still have by like maybe a year to go until we're over this. Yeah, that's a little early. Also, when did you have time? Aren't you dealing with a crisis in your city? Why are you writing a book? Well, in your state, yeah, yeah, like, you don't don't what, that I'm, can I'm wait. Really, really about, glad we're doing this because my view on him is just completely had the rug pulled out from underneath of it. Well, and, like, you know, I mean, I felt like we had uh, kind of a responsibility to do this because this bummed me out. It yeah. bummed me out because I liked him so much in it, it, at the beginning of the pandemic. I, I had reserves for a lot longer than you did just because of my right like, long political background. Yeah. yeah. I have a history of not trusting or liking any politician, which has served me greatly. But there was a <laughs> right. time where I was like, I agree with you. I'm like, yeah, cause he wasn't saying anything offensive or no. like, false for a long time. He has a, he has a decent way of, he has an, and he had a, a calming he, effect. I will, you can't deny he, that. He has a good ability of presenting he, himself. I, we'll call it the Giuliani, where there was a time period where no one could deny that Giuliani was a calming force in America. Right, because we needed leadership. Good. Yeah. And he did good at that time. He yeah. rose to the occasion. And then he went Cuomo back. did too. started selling and, books. Yeah. Governor, I, I want to say this book is uh, absolutely fantastic. I think it's uh, just a, a guide to how to deal with, with, with this pandemic. But, but let me ask you this. Um, there has been uh, a lot of confusion about an alleged March 25th order that uh, directed nursing homes to accept, in New York, infected COVID patients, possibly leading to the death of more than 6,000 seniors. Now, you say in your book that that was a lie, that New York State never demanded or directed that any nursing home accept a COVID-positive patient. Um, the Department of Justice, however, is now supposedly looking into this issue. Can you explain what really happened? Yeah. What a shock that the Department of Injustice uh, sends a letter a few days before an election trying to advance a political theory. Uh, I was shocked and amazed that the Trump administration was capable of such a thing. Uh, Sonny, they have played politics uh, on this from day one, right? Uh, they have done a terrible job on COVID from day one, and they want a counter defense. And what they were saying was, uh, well, a lot of people died in nursing homes in Democratic states. It's not just New York. It's all the Democratic states. And the truth is, a lot of people did die in nursing homes in Democratic states. The truth is, people are dying today in nursing homes in Republican states. It's just that Democratic states had uh, uh, the, the disease worse and earlier. 
uh, and older people are more vulnerable to COVID, right? We were introduced to COVID in the state of Washington in a nursing home. Uh, if you look at how many people died in New York uh, nursing homes, New York is number 46 out of 50 states in the percentage of deaths in nursing homes. Uh, the way the law works is no nursing home in New York can accept a patient if they don't believe they can care for that patient uh, adequately and if they can do it within the, within the safety of their uh, facility. So uh, the conspiracy they're trying to, to spread just has no factual basis. Uh, but yes, people in nursing homes died, and they're playing politics with the issue, which I think is especially cruel, because people who lost loved ones in a nursing home, they're dealing with it, and now they also have to deal with the confusion or the pain of maybe government uh, did this. Uh, it just it compounds it just compounds the pain for these these families that are dealing with it. So I'm gonna st stop it there, like. He hasn't stopped talking yet. And her fucking question was, hey, you guys made that, you put out that March 25th directive that had people go back into nursing homes. Yeah, he didn't mention it once. And he just was, he no, he didn't mention it once. And he stated what the current law is, which we know that he's changed yeah. guidance or that he changed the, the, yeah, the guidance to the nursing homes. Yeah. Um, and... You know, There's been a concerted effort to fix the mistakes he also, since then. He also did a lot of blaming, which is, like, not the quality of a leader. I, that's what Trump did. I don't need – like, I at the start of this shit, I was criticizing Trump for blaming New York. And now, like – New yeah, York I, is blaming Trump. Not, for, yeah. Yeah. After the And fact, also, like – It's like, dude, just – like, no, you made some mistakes and you were asked – point blank about that mistake and that is a mistake like whether there's a cover-up for numbers or like whatever an investigation whether it was an earnest mistake the or a deliberate the directive deliberate. is fact it's in ink i have it right here we have it like we have we're the only ones yeah. that have it we uh, unearthed it yeah um, don't say that because then we sound like alex jones <laughs> <laughs> okay, i got, got it from a three-star general guy i got some friends in the deep state i'm working on them okay they try, to, they try to recruit me all the time right uh yeah no so but you can't escape that like so he can say conspiracy theory whatever like nah, dude you were asked about the actual the actual order that was put out and and you went for a minute and a half without fucking answering yeah. the question and didn't take a breath like he wasn't done i mean i just cut it and it there's there's not even any like gray area that you could dance around here like the sentence flat out says no resident shall be denied readmission or admission to the nursing home solely based on a confirmed or suspected diagnosis of covid19 right so positive test yeah, yeah you got to take him anyway yeah. yeah he continues his his fucking did, last was this, breath, whatever did, the fuck is. Did he come on here to pimp his book, and now he's getting hit with like he's a real his, question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got yeah. He's getting yeah, he, hit. he showed up to the interview and like in his little camera view, he propped his book up in front of him. <laughs> he's like, man, I look so good on that cover. <laughs> I digress. What happened in nursing homes is the disease came in with this with the staff. Uh, early on, before we understood that heroes? there was something called asymptomatic spread, because the Trump administration said there was no asymptomatic spread, but nursing home workers in that community 
showed up for work, and they brought the disease into the nursing home. And that's continuing to today all across the nation. We've taken more precautions than any other state. We now test every nursing home worker like once a week. Uh, but early on, you didn't have the test, and nobody knew that you had this thing called asymptomatic spread. Well, man, First how of all, far how you quickly come in, a, in 11 months I, or whatever? Maybe, maybe my memory is faulty. It usually is. I, I believe at the beginning of COVID, we talked about the fact that asymptomatic people were, like, it was very probable that people wouldn't show symptoms. Yeah. I don't think we had proof, but despite the fact that Trump wasn't saying it, I think scientists were. And Every the major- scientist was saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, so, like, and, and don't he, blame first responders. Like, they're that, I, frontline workers. Do he not knows put that. blame on them. Listen, he gave daily briefings every like he gave daily briefings i'm pretty sure almost seven days a week if not seven days a week at the beginning of that there is no way that we can't go back and find a video of him saying that there's asymptomatic we know that now it doesn't matter all the point well, of the clip is that also, what he's doing asymptomatic is, carriers will test positive if you well test here's them. well here's right. even the thing like he could even be right it could be that staff were the people that brought in and then spread around? Yeah, but he's to some blaming, degree. Though. But like, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah he's trying to cast like, the blame from he, him and deflect it onto the people who get that, paid that, fucking minimum wage. To there's take a care high, of elderly. Yeah, and there's you a know? high likelihood yeah. that that is completely untrue because nursing home residents aren't just like locked to their rooms. Like, yeah. a lot of them have family members that are still alive. They'll come visit them. They'll they'll take them out to dinner. Right, and then bring them back. Right. And while they're at that restaurant, be, this before now, the lockdown happened. Now he may be also speak. It, he may be speaking to the point that after, because after the lockdowns of the nursing homes happened, when like families couldn't come in anymore, he could be saying that in that at that timeline, point, then the only people that could have brought it in would be the staff, unless yeah. it was but already that point, spreading. But yeah, which you, how would you be able to tell? Yeah. Well, and you put it in there with the March twenty fifth. Directed, directed, right? yeah. So, so either you know, way, you cannot blame you the fucking no. the and and the problem the frontline care for the, workers. The problem that I have with him there is that he's blaming everybody. Like it's not just the staff; it's the Trump administration. It's the well, Washington State had this, and the all of the country or all of the nursing homes in the country have had a problem. And we're forty sixth. And if he's and if he is covering shit up, and he's saying that we're forty sixth in the death count. And he knows that he's covering shit up. Like that's that's bad, man. Like that's not good. Yep. So, you know, I I don't know. Things get worse for him a couple months later as we get into now, like very recent time, February. Um, he now more stuff starts to come out, and this and this these rumblings of cover up start to make airwaves. This morning, growing fallout for New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and his administration over withholding COVID death toll numbers in nursing homes. His top aide, Melissa DeRosa, telling Democratic lawmakers this week on a private call, we froze, concerned that the information was going to be used against us after receiving a request from the Department of Justice last year. Those comments first reported by the New York Post sparked immediate backlash among lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. Democratic State Senator Andrew Gonardas tweeting, this is a betrayal of the public trust. Republican Congressman Tom Reed says he's filing a criminal complaint against Cuomo's aide. She needs to be arrested. Responding to the criticism, DeRosa released a statement clarifying her remarks. 
We needed to temporarily set aside the legislature's request to deal with the federal request first. We informed the houses of this at the time. We were comprehensive and transparent in our responses to the DOJ and then had to immediately focus our resources on the second wave and vaccine rollout. We could not fulfill their request as quickly as anyone would have liked. So the reason that, like, obviously that's a big story. She comes out and says that, look, look, we're covering up. They do, they did make the point that, uh, they were afraid of the Trump administration. Like yeah. there is that aspect to it, which I, which I, I could see that, but there is a lot of this. That's you can't, not a reason though. You right? all, no, it's not, it's not sufficient. And you can't ignore the last 20 minutes of the conversation where dude is like putting out posters and books and, and being the superhero, like letting promoting it, like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's using this as a, potential bid to the next like he can be president president. yeah yeah everyone fucking wants the job (sighs) yeah but no one wants to actually do it so i so the the scrutiny i do think though the end of that clip is important because when she comes out to clarify it almost sounds like oh now somebody has come to you and be like hey you need to clarify and (laughs) make this sound way less bad (laughs) and uh a little damage control please yeah um However, it doesn't it doesn't stop the story from moving forward. The growing scrutiny comes just weeks after New York Attorney General Letitia James released a report claiming the state had undercounted nursing home deaths by as much as 50 percent. State health officials acknowledged the death toll was more than 15,000, much higher than originally reported. On Friday, 14 Democratic state senators called to repeal Cuomo's emergency powers in the pandemic, joining the Republican-led effort. Governor Cuomo defended his administration's actions in late January. A third of all deaths in this nation are from nursing homes. New York State, we're only about 28 percent only. But we're below the national average in number of deaths in nursing homes. That's only 5 percent, dude. But who cares? 33, 28, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. They died. It's not good enough. He is clearly playing defense now. Um, And, uh, you know, and and then uh, a couple of days after, he had a really bad week. Uh, in February, it was the. Let me see. I've got to read. I know. At one point, he's 13th talking through nineteenth. He blamed uh, Trump being gone, uh, casting the blame again, and said like, "Oh, the reason this is a big story is because like, or, did, did he do that or maybe that was Ted Cruz? Yeah, it might. Uh, I'm not sure. But I'm I, not sure. I didn't see that. But I've seen the point made that like the reason this is such a big story is because Trump's not dominating the papers anymore. I, it and does. I like, yeah, I, mm. It does get worse for him though. Doesn't and, mean you get a pass, man. No, yeah. it doesn't. And it doesn't mean that if this is true, this is excusable. Assemblyman, I know. Um, look, this has been an issue you've cared a lot about for a long time, and I'll get to that. You and I talked about it back last summer. But please tell me about this call with the governor. Oh, good to see you, Aaron. Uh, this happened last Thursday evening around 8 o'clock after news broke that his top aide, um, his top aide had um, lied about uh, hiding data uh, information from the federal government for political reasons. She, she admitted to that in a private meeting and it was exposed. And the governor called uh, for about 10 minutes, it seemed like one hour, berating, yelling and threatening 
that I have to issue a statement um, to that that invalidated what I heard. Um, he asked me to lie to cover up uh, for his staff, and this was done in front of my family. Now he called me. My wife was next to, right next to me. I was you know right about to bathe my kids, um, and it really just put. You know, my family and my and my wife um, into shock uh, and trauma for many hours, and she couldn't get any sleep that night. Um, and it's highly inappropriate, you know, for the governor to have so done that. So he said, and, he said, you know, he said he can destroy you. I mean, he literally said that. And, and what else? He said, I haven't seen his anger. I haven't seen his wrath, and he will, um, you know. You just tell me uh, he he will go out and he's been biting his tongue, but he will go out tomorrow and destroy my political career, uh, my you know everything. Like he would say how bad of a person I am to everyone in public. Um, but it was just a yelling. And at one point he he said and he asked me if I was a lawyer, um, and I said no. And he said you obviously then don't understand what you heard. And this is what you heard, and this is what you're going to say. This is what you're going to write tonight and and issue a statement. Not tomorrow, tonight. That's how we will move forward. Uh, those wow. are his words. That's not good. <laughs> like, not no, not in the slightest. Uh, how much do you believe uh, believe that? I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know. I'm if, on the fence either way. I, is, I can easily see it as being the case. If that is true. Then that's inching towards fascism and inexcusable. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Call someone and say, "I'm going to ruin your career if you don't do that." Like, don't fight. Like, have we we've right. all seen now political movies, right? That you're always the bad guy if you're saying that, right? Now, yep. I there's well, let me play this clip and then spoiler: we'll, Gordon Gecko goes to prison. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, I want to. We'll stick on this point for a second because I have the the follow up question and. I think there there's a decent amount of discussion. It's stunning. It's stunning. I mean, so let me just give everyone a chance to understand. As you know, uh, they're pushing back on this. Cuomo's senior advisor just put out a statement tonight, Assemblyman Kim, and it says in part, Mr. Kim is lying about his conversation with Governor Cuomo Thursday night. I know because I was one of the three other people in the room when the phone call occurred, obviously on the governor's side. At no time did anyone threaten to, quote, destroy anyone with their, quote, wrath, nor engage in a cover-up. That's beyond the pale and is unfortunately part of a years-long pattern of lies by Mr. Kim and against this administration. And then they put out a rushed transcript of comments you made during the Zoom call with Cuomo's aide. They say they don't align with what you're saying now. What's your response to them? They're calling you a liar. Well, I think Governor Cuomo is very good at implicating... Um, his aides, and he's been trying to implicate me. Uh, they did implicate us in that private meeting when his secretary, Melissa DeRosa, admitted to obstruction of justice, of hiding uh, information in fear that it would be weaponized against the administration, in fear that we will go back and legislate and repeal legal immunity, the stuff that you and I have been talking about for months now, yep. in fear that we would undo all the policies. So that's why they cover up the data. And she admitted it. She said, you want the truth? This is the truth. And she said that she hid that information. That was what the governor did. And because I called out, because I refused to lie for them, now they get to threaten my 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 career, my wife, and made my wife, you know, in tears all night. My wife, you know, you know, that night was very very uh, troubling because we couldn't sleep, and and she's telling me, 
uh, what did you do to us? Stop what you're doing, please. Um, she was, she she feared uh, for 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 my future, for my life. Uh, that's the kind of shock um, that this governor gave to my family, and and and, and his administration um, should be should be apologizing to me right away, um, not uh, spinning and distracting us from getting to the truth. Assemblyman Kim, I appreciate your time. And I want everyone to know, it is true, you have cared about this issue, about nursing homes. You were on the show in May. In May, he was on the show talking about this very issue. Okay, so let me ask you, before we go and take it as as 100% fact, because I don't know anything about this, the relationship between this New York Or the trustworthiness of this aid. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is a New York assembly. Or assemblyman, yeah. Um, does it seem overdramatic to you? Because part of it, like, while I was listening to it, I was like, this seems almost like if fucking he Jim went, Jordan went, was talking. He went talking. really good detail, like, almost oversharing about kind what was of, going on in his own personal well, like, and like household. Victimizing after, his wife yeah. and, like, the bathing and, like, all of it. It just seemed like. I don't know. I could me, see those stories standing out if you were about to bathe your small child and you yeah. got, like, that would be the weirdest fucking justice. And again, I don't know. I'm not. Also, a, if your wife said that to you about any, about your job, like, crying, why are you doing this? Or you can't keep doing this to us or whatever. Like, it. And maybe maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't. Either I no, way. I don't have a judgment on it until after everything comes out. Yeah. Right. But it, but it is one of those things where it's like, okay, if that did happen, it's really bad. Yeah. Like you can't fucking bully and intimidate. It drastically like, changes my like, verdict if if it's true. Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> because that's uh, and maybe Cuomo will be a, a we'll have to revisit it in some in some be like, a little bonus addendum. Yeah. Um. Because because like that's fucked. But like I don't know. While I was watching it, I just wondered because I because I could also hear like a Jim Jordan doing that in like, oh, Barack Obama is trying to, pa- or Ted Cruz is trying to pass Obamacare and it's the worst thing and it's going to push grandma off a fucking cliff, like whatever. Ain't nobody like, it got could, time for that. It could, it could be one of those things. Uh, so Cuomo has an explanation for the, uh, the scandal about the numbers. Like why were the numbers being deflated? Blah, 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 blah. Like that, the whole, the overall scandal and um, I don't know. We'll see if you're satisfied with it. Uh, I want to set the record straight on nursing homes for a number of reasons, primarily for the families of nursing home people. Uh, we created a void by not producing enough public information fast enough. Uh, people wanted information. We did not produce public information fast enough. That creates a void. What happens in a void, especially today in this environment, in this toxic political environment, uh, something fills the void. And conspiracy theories and politics and rumors fill the void. And you can't allow inaccurate information to go unanswered. Twitter bogus reports become a reality at one point. Social media, 24-hour news stations, if you don't correct it, it gets repeated, and it gets repeated, and it gets repeated, and then people think it's true. Uh, It's a very difficult environment to operate in. 
We created the void by not producing enough public information quickly enough. I get that. But then it was exploited with misinformation, people playing politics, Republicans playing politics, uh, personal attacks, personal agendas. And now this continues and people get confused. And people who lost family members in nursing homes start to say, I wonder if this is true. I wonder if my father died because somebody made a mistake. I wonder if my father had to die. Those false statements must be countered. They must be, or else people get confused. No one has a right to spread lies or misinformation that causes pain to families. I don't like that. I don't like the confused thing. Like, people are too stupid. Like, he's trying to play a card out of Trump's book. There is a thing yeah. about, like, disinformation affecting people, and we don't want people to be misled. Yeah. But that's not... But it yeah. doesn't feel that way. No, that's, and that's not quite even what he's saying. No. It, like, he's saying... He's whistling at fake news. Mm. Well, like, yeah, because he's saying, look, all your criticisms of me... It's a bunch of Twitter people. Yeah. It, yeah, and we shouldn't take that... Yeah, but, like, no... It, there are a bunch no, of people that are pissed and they go to Twitter. There are and they. Write I wouldn't about call you. CNN or the New York Times Twitter people. Yeah, <laughs> there are decent people that are that are upset about actual things that you could be upset about. So I have one more clip, and it's uh, Bill De Blasio, uh, I believe, mayor of New York City. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I knew that off the top of my head. Totally. Um, he was asked about Cuomo's the Democrats and the Republicans now pretty much are like hey Cuomo needs to be held accountable and what I believe is going to happen um, because the Democrats know that they can't not hold Cuomo accountable because if they do they're no better than the last four years of bullshit from the Republicans so they need to my second question has to do with the governor and the ongoing controversy about the nursing home decisions first of all have you spoken with the governor since Friday, when he had a very lengthy explanation of the timeline, and if not, do you uh, do you accept his explanation that essentially the state created a void by not being as forthcoming as it should have been, but that there's essentially no scandal there? No, I have not spoken to him. No, I do not accept his explanation. There needs to be a full investigation. Uh, Thousands of lives were lost. Families deserve answers. We need to get the whole truth here. We need to make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. So Democrats and Republicans are both pretty much signaling that they're going to do something. It looks like it's going to be in the form of stripping him of his. I don't think that they're actually I don't think he's going to get impeached uh, over (coughs) over the numbers thing. Um, Mm, Yeah. So, so what do you think? Like, where do we put Andrew Cuomo in this whole, because like, we've really only looked at this one scandal, so we don't need, I'm, I'm not comfortable judging him as a like person. Yeah. Who is this guy based on this one timeline of a little bit under a year? I mean, I can guarantee you that I believe that he's a fraud. Uh, yeah. Well, he's a politician. I think any politician is going to, yeah, land in that. At a baseline, he's a fraud. Uh, 
if the stories are true, he's definitely a traitor. In, in the sense, at the very least. Well, yeah. If if the story in the fact is that he would intentionally for, cover it up and then threaten an employee. I was gonna say if the story is true on the account of Mr. Kim, then he's a fascist. Yeah, yeah. I might even push uh, it. That, yeah, I would say that. Well, okay. So it's because well, he's Trump. If the stories are true, if the story is yeah. true that he knew what was happening, that like he covered up the numbers. If that story is true, I would say he is a traitor. If the story is true that he also then threatened an employee on top of that, if everything is yeah. true, I would say he is definitely. Yeah, we got a, a lot of ifs uh, here. A fascist. Yeah, being that it's not over. No, no and it's going to take a long time to investigate. And so, and so, we're not going to judge him. I, I, but I we'll can tell ju- you right now we can that judge I judge each of those acts. I cannot wait for American Crisis Two, the follow-up book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, I don't know. It just to me the thing about Cuomo that bums me out, and I guess the point that that hurt me the most through this, I liked him at the beginning of the pandemic and i still think that his the way that he presented shit to us like yes he had the fuck up with the march 25th directive yes like he made some mistakes it was like a two and a half week fuck up before they corrected course so i liked him until he wrote a book yeah two and a half weeks is a long damn time that is a very true statement jim sorry i just it it is two and a half weeks is a long time when you're talking about an infectious disease because it's not like you can just slam the door shut and be like, all right, we can stop it now. Like, no, it spreads so fucking even, far. Even right? if one patient makes it back from being positive in the hospital to back into the nursing home environment, that whole nursing home is screwed. Yeah, let alone two and a half weeks. And then you have, like, cross-contamination with people going home, like workers going home and then going to the store. Yeah. And then yep. the at thing, that point, it's a it's – a, you can't get the toothpaste back in the tube at that point, right? I, I think, nope. yeah. Like, that's too much of a fuck-up at too critical a time in a pandemic. Right. When you can't afford a misstep. I do think... Now, like, if you compare him to somebody like Trump in that aspect, Trump's fuck-ups were way bigger, right? Like, way worse, because, like... Way more numerous, yeah. It could have led to arguably 500,000 deaths. Like, And now, like... You know, if he would have just owned up to it and moved on, that's this, the thing. We wouldn't well, even be having and, this conversation. And Cuomo wasn't every day talking about how the virus wasn't dangerous, wasn't real. He, he right. could have been Trumpian in that way. Yeah, much the worse. The thing that bums me out he is, is that, what I don't want a Democrat to be, though. Yeah, well, and over the course of the episode, he becomes Trump, right? Like he becomes yeah, his, the guy who's blaming yeah. and deflecting, and his, da- his damage control is very messy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the. the... I mean, it's hard, I and mean, we've never been uh, public figures who have dealt with harsh criticism. I don't know exactly what it's like to try to. Maybe deflection is like what it takes to uh, heal your psyche enough that you can look at yourself in the mirror when people are telling you you're a terrible person. I don't know. Right. I would hope their conscience gets to them, and it's like I don't think self. I. I don't think that he yeah. – if the Kim shit is true, then I would agree with both of you on fascist. Uh, but I don't think that where it stands now with what we know that he really rises to the level of treason or fascism. And I think he's more than a fraud. I think – like, but I do think that in this instance, that he definitely – If he covered it, up numbers, he's a traitor. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say that at a baseline he, fraud, not just even because he's a politician, but because I'm more likely, he wrote that book – like patting himself on the back yeah. and like this is how Self, you should yeah, handle a yeah. pandemic. Man, no it ain't. <laughs> yeah. Six month in trying to use it as a springboard to his next step up. Right. Yeah, no, I it, it is disgusting, yeah. I agree with you. Um 
Yeah, I think we can put him there. He's a traitor. Uh, I almost pulled a Star Wars clip for that, but there was too much li- <laughs> there was too much lightsaber noise going on. I thought that that would be fucking annoying. Um, so anyway, but that will bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, we will be back, but before we go, Jim, will you please tell the people where to find us? Well, we have a Facebook page, and we can be found on Twitter at Real Unamerican. And also our personal accounts are at UnAmericanB, at Fevered Heart, and at AmericanActualJ. Awesome. And Franklin, will you please tell the people what to do? Yeah, you go in. You go in. <laughs> you go in. You can go uh, and follow us, like, subscribe, share, and review. Episodes are available weekly. Uh, and, of course, bonus content is available over at Patreon.com forward slash UnAmerican. So go uh, check that out. And as always, we do appreciate your support. All right. Thank you both very much. And thank you to our listeners. We will return next week. Um, But until then, our dishonorable mentions this week are Ken Calvert of California, Kat Kamet of Florida, Jerry Carl of Alabama, Buddy Carter of Georgia, John Carter of Texas. Um, Your homework, of course, as the listener is to vote against these treasonous pieces of crap and put them in a future unemployment line. Thanks. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. Typically, you don't hear our voice after that music plays, but I figured since the uh, sexual allegations uh, surrounding Andrew Cuomo broke a couple of days after we sat down and recorded, I know, like, yep. ain't it always the way? It is every. What's damn nice week. about this one though is that we that we uh, have prepared for that kind of in in a sense because we record a week ahead of time um that's why like you know if you're if you donate today i'm not saying your name (laughs) we're like the we're like the mothman for news like we're not giving you any specifics of what we're predicting but we're gonna say somebody's name and a few days after that some shit's gonna happen yeah (laughs) Yeah, definitely uh so frank i'll pretty much let you uh i know you've got an article pulled and we also uh have a clip pulled um we can play that clip right now to just kind of give uh the audience a little feel if they're if they have i'm if they haven't heard the story, yeah, it, it's been everywhere lately. Now that Trump doesn't dominate the news cycle, yeah, every day, yeah. And uh, in keeping with his, as we determine towards the end of the episode, uh, his like Trumpian, now almost like to a T, pers- like he man, he just that trajectory just fucking went in the shitter. I would almost it? say more than Trump, he's Giuliani. He's following the exact yeah. same path that Giuliani. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a steep hill, sometimes it's a sheer cliff. Yeah. Either way, you fall off, though, uh-huh. at some point. Yeah. You either die the hero or stick around and stick, become the villain. Jessica, the second accuser is quoted in the New York Times describing what she says was, quote, an unsettling moment that happened last June. And in the report, she reportedly talks about an incident that happened when she was in the governor's office, saying that he asked about her personal life and also questioned if she was interested in sex with older men. 
A second woman who spoke with the New York Times has come forward claiming Governor Cuomo sexually harassed her when she was an executive assistant and health policy advisor. The article states 25-year-old Charlotte Bennett is alleging Cuomo asked her late last spring, quote, numerous questions about her personal life, including whether she thought AIDS made a difference in romantic relationships and had said that he was open to relationships with women in their 20s, comments she interpreted as clear overtures to a sexual relationship, end quote. In a statement, the governor said, quote, I never made advice advances toward Ms. Bennett, nor did I ever intend to act in any way that was inappropriate, end quote. He is requesting a, quote, full and thorough outside review. This follows accusations from former top aide Lindsey Boylan, who claims the governor created a culture within his administration where sexual harassment and bullying is so pervasive it is not only condoned but expected. She also alleges that Cuomo kissed her and asked her to play strip poker in 2017, allegations the governor denied. Boylan first made allegations of sexual harassment last December. At that time, personal records surfaced indicating Boylan resigned her state post after she was confronted about harassing several female employees who worked for her. Meantime, a senior advisor says a review will be led by former federal judge Barbara Jones. However, some are saying someone independent needs to name the person. Senate Republican leader Rob Ort adding, quote, the review suggested by someone handpicked by the governor himself is an outrageous, completely unacceptable idea. We need a truly independent investigation, which is why I continue to support the cause of my colleagues for a special prosecutor appointed by the attorney general. And Governor Cuomo's office says during the review of the special counsel investigation, Bennett was debriefed on the facts, which they say did not include a claim of physical contact or inappropriate sexual contact. They also say Bennett did receive a transfer, receiving a position that she had expressed a long-standing interest in. Now, we reached out to Charlotte Bennett for comment, but so far we have not heard back. Reporting live in Murray Hill, Corey James, CBS 2 News. So that's not even um, all the allegations. No, they didn't even get to the one, the first aid that... Um, or the first woman who accused him. I, I'm going to read it from the article because this, I, I know why they didn't put it in there because it's more uh, tantalized. It's, it's less okay for TV viewers. But uh, she said at one point, um, Lindsey Boylan, uh, Cuomo suggestively alluded to a cigar box he had received from President Bill Clinton, which Boyle understood to be that of an allusion to Clinton's affair with Monica Lewinsky. If you don't know what he did with the cigar, I'm not yeah. going to clue you in, but I'm sure you can fucking find out. Yeah. I, uh, man. All right. So. What a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. Cuomo should resign, right? Should, he, oh, but he 100%. won't. Oh, he won't, but he should. And I think that, like, at least to try to have a little bit more integrity than what we have seen exist in politics. Uh, Especially also for the fact that, like, this man was at the time on TV talking about how Trump was a bad person. How, and yeah. part of that being a bad person is that he doesn't respect women and consent yeah. and uh, boss employee relationships. Just really. And you know, that whole time while he was writing his book about how he was leading us out of COVID, the hero. He, he is was the hero. Sexually harassing his employees. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I'm very, very disappointed in in andrew cuomo i really um for a long hmm. time especially when at on the other podcast on the devil's advocate we like he was a hero at the time and and we said that and so this is i take this personally because i really liked him i know that i said on that podcast at one point in the late spring or early summer like i wish cuomo would have run for president like now i'm glad that he didn't and, and I'm just, but I am very disappointed. The other I, person besides Andrew Cuomo that we really should be disappointed with is his brother. 
We've yeah. dealt with it on this podcast. We listened to this clip of his brother sent, um, softballing him jokes, right. if you want to call him that. Yeah. For which, you know, like yeah. I, I said, I saved you, but that was 10 minutes of bullshit. Yeah. Like, that, and, well, and that just to think that, like, ridiculous. so since we've recorded the bulk of this episode, Chris Cuomo has come out and said that he won't talk about his brother's accusations. He can't. On, he can't. He can't. He can't. Because can't. CNN is saving his ass. Yeah. And that's bullshit. Well, he, no, it's a made-up conflict of interest. Yeah. To be fair, at first when Well, Cuomo, he would show bias, so I guess it's not really yeah. a made-up conflict Well, and here's the thing, though. CNN had a policy when his brother got elected that he was not allowed to cover his brother. From whenever, when did his brother get elected? 2013? Uh, it's been fucking years. 2011, yeah. I think. It's been years, and his brother's not been allowed to cover him. Once he started getting really good ratings with the COVID uh, daily sessions, mm-hmm. Quom, or CNN was like, okay, you can interview him now because that'll be a ratings juggernaut. They did not give a fuck about any kind of morals when it suited their ratings. Right. But now they suddenly do because, like, oh, well, how awkward would it be for a brother to have a brother on and be like, so are you a rapist? Is so, that what, or like, yeah. uh, so is know? that. That's a legitimate thing then, right? Like, when it's put in those terms, it makes... It's still, it it's still not great optics. I would be fine well, it's, with... It's a very awkward, like, monologue. Right. And right. I would be fine with CNN having that stance if they stuck that with that the whole time. If we just didn't listen to clips of his brother bringing him on and being like, is it hard being so great? Is it hard saving <laughs> us all? Yeah. No, I'll... You can't do both. I'll like, give you that. If you're going to do that to him, you also have to have him on and be like, so let's talk about these three women. Well, especially when you consider that we also heard CNN's Jake Tapper and Sanjay Gupta shit all over the fact that he was selling posters and he was playing the hero before the book even came out. So, like, CNN, if they would have just kept that line through the pandemic, uh, to Frank's point, they they would look a lot better here because they would look like you guys did cover it. Like, you did... Jake, Ta- you, you, Jake Tapper was out there in August. You didn't, let the, you didn't let the person with the obvious bias cover it, which is good on you. Right. But the fact that you had this really huge lapse of judgment, it, yeah. which is obviously just because you wanted the views. You wanted the eyeballs, and you knew they would get it. And you're right. like, oh, well, we'll suspend any morals we have. Well, or we'll just – I don't even know if it comes down to morals because, like – I, CNN couldn't have known. It's just a huge fuck up, and, it, well, no, and no. it's an example CNN. of why you just—if your rules about conflict of interest are written this way—just fucking stick to them. Because well, no. the second that you don't, and you're C- setting yourself up. CNN couldn't have known yeah. that th- these allegations were going to come down the pipeline. But what they could have known is that, like, there is no way a brother can be objectively bi- unbiased about covering that's true his family. That's you know, true. Especially and, with brother. Like, I don't know that they're that close, but, like, if my brother was accused of something and you wanted to have him on this podcast to talk about it, I'm not going to be – I'm going to softball him. You well, know? and Cuomo's only on an hour a night, so it's not hard to just take – to just be like, you. sorry, you can't talk to him. You can't yeah. interview him. It's an hour. Like, Don Lemon can interview him. Jake Tapper. Right. But Wolf Blitzer. And if, anyone else and I would the be network even can, fine if, can do if, it. If, uh, he wanted to go on another – if he wanted to go on Tapper's show and talk about it as, like, I'm a guest on your show talking about my brother. I'm not here in official official capacity. Fair game. That's fair game, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. You just can't but. have the guy who's supposed to be asking the questions so that we, the viewer, can understand what's going on be talking about fucking huge comically-sized nose swabs and shit. Like, that's not <laughs> – that's not okay, and that yeah. it shows the conflict of interest right there. Yeah. Like that is it. I also That's don't know don't how. Do like I haven't looked into the the details of whether Cuomo. I know he wants to someone to investigate this whole thing because he thinks that he claims it'll exonerate him. But I think I've also heard a lot of rumblings that he wants his person put in charge, which is the most Trumpian move you can make. Yeah, I just think that 
Democrats. It all just feels so dirty. It feels so yeah. similar to all the shit that we have yeah. watched for the last entire presidential uh, administration. Like it just, for me, it feels like. Look, if Democrats don't hold Andrew Cuomo accountable for sh- this shit, or at least don't uh, say the t- same types of things that they were saying against yeah. Trump and those and that those people, then like you guys are clearly doing exactly what you accuse the other side of doing, and y- you can't do that. Like somebody has to have integrity, or we're all faith. fucked. I'm gonna <laughs> like, lose a lot of faith if know. that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this just sweeps under the rug. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it will. I don't think he's going to withstand this. I think even if he withstands a, a criminal investigation, he's probably lost at the polls. Or any goodwill he made through the COVID response is probably now zapped yeah. through all of this. Yeah. Because it's the only story that's dominating right now because nothing else is really happening. Right. You know, that's um, reality TV salacious, you know. In that, right. Yeah. Well, because, you know, when a reality star isn't the president politics is supposed to be boring so this is what we got now yeah. the reality moment we can go back this to is, normal c-span quality this politics. is a, right. kind of a great reminder of what the news cycle used to be like before trump though because this is what you would yeah. you have a news story you would work its way out for two or three weeks and mm-hmm. then it would come back up a couple months later for like a resolution piece and then that's it yeah you know it wasn't like trump where it's like every day is a different story yeah where i was like literally like the night the night before the show, I could be like, all right, this is what we're talking about this week. And then like, nope, got to write a whole new show because he just bombed some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just dropped a bomb in Syria. We have to talk about that. You know, we, we complain about covering the news week to week, like how much we had to fit in for how crazy the news cycle was. Imagine the intern at CNN that oh, had fuck. to type up the little like synopsis of what happened every yeah. day yeah screw that every, is, every four hours there's a new synopsis whoever is loading that teleprompter just gave up it's like fuck you i'm not <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i i do think though that with all of this stuff with the with the uh hiding the numbers or they're deflating the numbers the nursing home scandal the nursing home scandal the plus the these... initial fuck up from the nursing like the actual fuck up the memorandum or the directive yeah uh, that yeah. this person's is, covid positive accept them back into your nursing yeah, home anyway like there's a lot of reasons now why i think it's okay for both democrats and republicans to be like yeah this this guy should resign right. and democrats should hold his feet to the fire on that look dude you fucked up and even now if even if this, even if the sexual assault or whatever sexual harassment yeah, even allegations if- are there's enough there to be like yeah but man i can't really trust you to be the guy honestly and even and like and i'm not even saying we should discount those three women stories cuz i think no, you should I listen to so every either. victim yeah. but even He's- if you're just taking into account the hiding the deaths you know and trying to make new york look better in the in the yeah, the statistics that's, that's enough for me to want you to be fired true either he is held accountable for this or i think it's the straw that breaks the camel's back like I don't think there'd be anybody that holds either party to any integrity. Anymore. No, because well, and I it's think it, all just partisan bullshit. Right. My side can do it as long as it's my side, it's fine. And, it's, and yeah. if it's your side, it's bad. That's bullshit. Well, and you I can't think go there. if you if there are no consequences for Andrew Cuomo, you're gonna see people like AOC campaigning against him the next time he's up Good. for election. And New York is hella yeah. liberal. 
they're, I don't I think, think they'll stand for this as voters. I think you'll see a lot of Democrats. There's a lot of people that aren't on the Trump right or even the right, um, myself included, that like if he's not held accountable, I'll be bitching about this for a long time because like he'll be held to account by me. Like, I, you know, maybe nobody does anything to him about it, but I'm going to stand with every other Republican and say, yeah, fuck that shit, man. If he's not held accountable, my opinion on Democrats, which already isn't great, is going to drop quite a bit. Like, like, this is the moment, uh, I don't know the aide's name, when the the aide flipped out, the person at the White House flipped out on that reporter. Do you remember that? One of the first stories out of the Biden administration it was some personal oh, thing, and it yeah, threatened yeah. a reporter that called them. And Biden had said when he first got in, I will not tolerate any infighting. You will be fired. Yeah, he fired that person, him immediately. He didn't even fire him. They they had a talking to, and then that they person waited. resigned. Yeah, they waited for like two and a half weeks. Yeah, and then, and then that resignation. person. Yeah, and that, that pissed me off. I was like, no, you fire them. Yeah, this you, is your moment. This is your first test to say that you were serious. You said it all to us on inauguration night, and, this and you is, made it an example. This is the Democrats' first big test post-Trump to be like, look, we don't just talk the talk. We hold ourselves accountable. You remember Al Franken? He's gone. Right. Because of one accusation. Yeah. And, you know, that we had credible proof, and we got the fuck rid of him because we are not that party. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. I think... So I will... Yeah, I'll lose I a lot of respect if I don't see something happening with Right. These accusations. Yeah. No, I believe. Well, and the amount of whatever respect you can lose. I don't know that Democrats are super. Democrats are the the lesser of two evils. Right. Like there's a lot of bullshit that goes on with with the Democratic Party. But like it's not fascist yet. So like there's that, you know. Um, But but I think the right has taught us the, the, the slippery slope argument has the point that like if we let. Cuomo get away with it. How long until we're just looking the other way at every other? Well, and it will. And to to Jim's point, that's exactly what's going to happen. It it will, like we just will never. It's another big rift to shatter in the. Yeah, yeah, we can't do that in the public psyche. It's another. I I I, it's so hard to keep track of how many times this has happened over the past four years. But if it happens again, I don't. I think it's just gonna, especially everything's going to be amplified, especially with it being March of 2021 or, you know, like or the allegations coming out in like late February, whatever. I think they said uh, December were the first rumblings, but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't gain steam until like, this year. The 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 it's so soon after all of that, like after the Trump administration, there's supposed to be like the breath of fresh air. Right. And now we're doing good. Like if we just continue to do what we've done yeah. for the last four years, it's just like, dude, it's just more the same. And every side is just, I'll be shitty. honest. I'd be really close to just checking out. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need to give me two weeks. If you yeah, I will. <laughs> let's, let's just hope that, let's just hope that accountability is charged here. Right. Right. I, I hope so. And I think it will be, I don't think he'll survive this. I really don't, and I hope that he doesn't. Nor should, nor should he. No, he yeah, shouldn't. He should. Like, it's it's messed up. If ten percent of the accusations are true, he should be held. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So, all right, well, that'll wrap this one up. Then uh, we will be back next week with another episode. And uh, until then, we're gonna play this groovy uh, tune again. <laughs> Thank you.